Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Gray Rock Realty Podcast. We're going to talk all about mortgages today, mortgage brokers, how to choose a mortgage lender when you're buying a house. If there's anything in your life that you should shop for, this is the thing. Thousands of dollars here on the line and just a lot of brain damage during the escrow period, the 30 days leading up to when you close on your house, the person that you select as your mortgage broker can have a big impact on how smoothly that process goes. A lot of information, great stuff to know if you're preparing to buy. So thanks for tuning in. And without further ado, start the show. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in. We're going to talk about how to choose a mortgage broker today. One of the most important decisions you're going to make um, when you're looking, shopping for homes and shopping for a mortgage, um, like we said in the intro, thousands of dollars are on the line here. And what I mean by that is that I have seen loan estimates, which is the document that the lender gives you when you apply for a mortgage. I've seen loan estimates from two different lenders that were obtained on the same day, and we're going to talk about that, why that's important to get those loan estimates on the same days from two different lenders. But those two loan estimates varied by $4,000 just on the upfront closing cost, not even considering the interest rate, the interest you're going to um, pay over time. So what I'm trying to say is the pricing can be dramatically different between different banks. And so if you don't shop this mortgage, you could be leaving thousands of dollars on the table. And a lot of times our clients come to us and they say, hey, I've got an approval letter. And it's like, that's, that's great. You know, you're ahead of the curve. But a lot of times if it's a Quicken loan, you know, if it's um, a large retail bank, like the ones you see on the Super Bowl commercials where you have your checking account, um, those banks kind of rely on the fact that you know, you walk in there and do your checking and they already kind of have you in their system. And so a lot of times you're just going to go there. They don't compete on price. And they also a lot of times don't have the best service. The loan officer is the person you're going to be corresponding with when you get your mortgage. And so a responsive, experienced loan officer is absolutely critical. Because um, getting a mortgage is expensive. It's time sensitive and it's complex and there's a lot riding on everything going smoothly and so you know if we've got a big mortgage lender that isn't necessarily Johnny on the spot with answering our phone calls or if it's a big outfit where you have to call a phone tree in order to get a hold of somebody that is not going to cut it that can cause huge amounts of problems especially like let's say we make an offer on a property and the seller's agent wants to call your mortgage broker and just double check. Do you have, have you verified their down payment? Do you have their tax returns or did they just fill out an application? You see a lot of folks will just fill out like the preliminary application. They'll just get um, a pre-approval letter, but they're not, or a pre-qualification letter, but they're not fully approved. They haven't fully been through the underwriting process. And experienced agents will ask those loan officers how far down the line you are in that process. And if they don't have good answers for that, or if they're not picking up the phone at all, you know, and, they, and the seller has a couple of offers on the table and, you know, the other buyers, you know, they were able to get a hold of their mortgage broker, but your mortgage broker is, you know, on vacation or they're having to call through a phone tree. You know, these are things that can make or break whether or not you get a house. Um, so 
the four tips I would have is be highly selective with choosing a loan officer and then choose the type of mortgage provider based on your employment situation. It's number two. We're going to talk more about that. Three, apply with more than one lender at the same time so that you can compare. If you apply with more than one lender and you get a loan estimate on the same day with two different mortgage providers, then you can actually see, since interest rates change every day, if you apply with two different lenders at two different times, you're not getting an apples-to-apples comparison on how their rates are because you know rates might drop tomorrow. So if you apply with one lender one day and another lender the other day, you're not really getting the um, an accurate comparison between whose rates are going to be lower. And then gathering all the documents your loan officer needs in advance. So, so first of all, let's talk about loan officer selection. Um, you know, we, we see the best outcomes occurring when you have a relationship with an individual loan officer, preferably somebody that's local, that works in the market where you're buying. And, you know, even better if it's somebody that we know and have worked with multiple times, you know, because obviously as a realtor, we do a lot of transactions. We work with different lenders and we see the ones that we know get deals closed on time and are responsive and can go to bat for us in competitive situations and tell the seller's agent that you are rock solid. Those are the kind of people we need to work with. If you're filling out a mortgage application on a website and you don't know who your loan officer will be, or if you walk into a bank and you get assigned to whoever happens to be in the office, these are red flags for me. And and they should be for you too. So there are kind of two types of mortgage providers. Um, and there's kind of pros and cons to both. So let's start with mortgage brokers. Brokers have relationships with multiple different banks. And brokers tend to have the best pricing because they can shop around to see who, you know, which bank. A lot of them will have 15, 20 different banks that they work with, and they can shop around and find the best pricing for your particular situation, whether you Maybe you have a jumbo loan. You know, you're borrowing over the conforming loan limit. Um, there's there's different, different banks do different things well. So brokers are nice because you've got a bunch of different options. Also, just for pricing, they can shop, you know, 20 different banks and see who's got the best pricing. The downside to brokers is that because they work with a bunch of different banks, they have less control over the underwriting process. The underwriting process happens typically once you've had your offer accepted on a house and you're quote-unquote in escrow. And banks do not want to spend a huge amount of time going through the underwriting process because it's super labor-intensive. You know, The underwriting is the bank's deep dive into your financials. So they look at all your deposits, your withdrawals, how you earn income. They look at your tax returns. They source your down payment, you know, where, where your down payment is coming from to make sure it's not a gift and, and therefore like potentially a loan that somebody is giving you. Obviously, really fun. I mean, if you've gotten a mortgage before, you know it can feel a little bit like an IRS audit. Um, and, and in a perfect world, this underwriting process would happen before you ever made an offer on a house and before the seller had accepted your offer. 
But in reality, that underwriting process is very labor-intensive. And the bank wants to know that you have a house under contract before they put in all the manpower to comb through all your bank statements and all your documents before they fully underwrite it. And so this is problematic because a lot of times if you're not doing this underwriting process until you're actually under contract on a house and in escrow, this, ca- this can cause problems if there's something that they find about your financials. Um, you know, if there's a deposit or maybe you have a business loan and, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that can potentially go wrong. And so the downside with, with going through that underwriting process with a mortgage broker during escrow is that if there is something that is going to cause your loan to fail and cause you not to be approved for that mortgage you might be under contract in a couple weeks into escrow and have spent money on your inspection and maybe even your appraisal. And you might even be a week before closing and the mortgage broker calls you and says, hey, we're not going to be able to fund this loan. And that is about the worst thing that happens in real estate, in residential real estate. I mean, obviously there's maybe other worse things, but that's up there. Um, and so... You know, the antidote to this uncertainty is choosing an experienced loan officer and giving them every document they need before you're under contract on a house. The loan officer acts kind of as a pre-underwriter. So they're not the final decision makers, but they're the person that's kind of looking through everything. And if they're very experienced, they can uh, anticipate issues that may come down when the actual decision makers look at your loan. Now, if you're a W-2 employee and you don't have like a complicated tax return, um, a mortgage broker that has a bunch of different banks to choose from is probably going to be the best option because you're going to be pretty easy to close. um, And so you might as well get the best deal. Mortgage brokers give you the best deal. But mortgage brokers don't have the most control over the underwriting process because they work with a bunch of different banks it's hard for them to go to that bank and say, hey, there's a couple of things on this loan that, you know, might be, we might be like right on the line on their debt to income ratio. In other words, it's a fancy term for do they make enough money to afford this house? And so mortgage brokers cannot, I mean, they can anticipate as best they can, but because those underwriters are not going to fully underwrite and review your file until you're under contract on a house you don't know 100% guaranteed that that loan is going to be approved until you are a couple, two, three weeks into escrow. Now, again, for somebody with, you know, that's W-2 or that, you know, makes a ton of money and is going to go through with flying colors, that might not be an issue. But for self-employed people, for people like myself, if you have income from multiple sources, if you're on commission, or if you have you know, income coming from a couple different jobs, a loan officer that works with just one bank might be a better way to go. We call these mortgage bankers. Now, mortgage bankers, because they work with just one bank and they oftentimes have those underwriters working in the same office, or at least they work with the same underwriters every single time, they... 
they have more control over the underwriting process. And so even if you're not under contract on a house, if they see, if they anticipate any issues with your loan, if they think it's not going to be a slam dunk, they can ask for a pre-underwrite. That means that they can get answers from the actual decision makers. They can push your file through underwriting before you're in a critical situation where your stuff is on the moving truck and there's no turning back. Um, and so, you know, that those are, to me, the, the big the two big differentiators. It's like you might pay a little bit more with a mortgage banker, but you know, you can get quotes from both. Um, but the biggest thing is to have all the documents in to the mortgage broker in advance or the mortgage banker in advance. Um, and so now I just want to run you through like the different documents that you're going to need. So the most recent tax return, your proof of employment, so, and if you're self-employed, that might be, you know, your own, <laughs> you know, they might ask for employment verification through you, which is kind of funny, but they'll do that. Um, the employer's name, mailing address, and phone number. Your most recent pay stubs or the electronic equivalent showing uh, year-to-date earnings. Your tax documents, so your W-2s, and then tax returns for the last two years. If you run your own business, they'll want to see a profit and loss statements um, and business tax returns for the last two years. And then bank statements. You need the last two months of your bank statements. And then if you're getting a gift, gift letters for uh, the down payment, they're going to want a letter and they'll help you write that letter. Basically, the person that's giving you the gift uh, needs to say that it's not a loan and that you don't have to to pay it back. So... Hope that makes sense, guys. I know there's like some technical things in there, but essentially what I'm trying to get at is talk to us before you apply for a mortgage. Talk to us about your specific situation. Apply with a mortgage broker and a mortgage banker. Compare the pricing. Talk to them about your situation. The last thing you want to have happen is that loan fails when you're a week before closing and your earnest money is non-refundable and your stuff is on a moving truck, those situations are disastrous. They can be avoided, but it takes some advanced planning. So, hope that helps. Thank you guys so much for listening. Always appreciate your support and hope you have an awesome day.